the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven Beck. Oh, and uh, uh, the blob. What? You suck. Oh, sorry. I, the hecklers were here, <laughs> and I hate when they do that. You know. Well, well thanks times, for shutting them off. I know. Hey, look. We you know we're here for you, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of. Uh, I would say the main part of this is, yeah, except for not. Uh, you know what you said, except the opposite. Well, so. uh, we care about Jeffy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, except for no. Yes, except no. Well, we don't care what happens to him, but you we care, care about the things he does to us. So that's kind of that's a way of caring. Yeah, mm-hmm. sort of. Mm-hmm. I guess you can make that case. We should point out today, Pat. Uh, we have a show, a bit of a show announcement coming up in a little while. We do, um, which we're going to tell you about at the top of hour two. So uh, you know, you might want to show up for that. I mean, we don't really care. We're going to say it either way, whether you're here or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's the way we roll. We just do the show, and you can really. So it's choose. up to you whether you want to hear what it is. Yeah, it's up to you know. It's really up you know? to you. it's your own personal free agency to kind of mm-hmm. just like come and do whatever you want. I mean, it's and a free country. It's a free country. It's a free country. You can just come and watch the show and listen to us if you want. But I mean, we're gonna do the show. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna occur, and, and you get mm-hmm. to watch it. And mm-hmm. you know, it's really your own choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So. Uh, Mm-hmm. Very good news. Apparently, 1.1 million fewer Americans are on food stamps under Donald Trump. Now, of course, that's the spin from Breitbart, um, which is, uh, you know, they're going to give the most pro-Trump uh, view humanly possible. What's um, the actual view? Well, the view is still, I think, positive. I mean, if you, if you want to hear from the left, uh, what they'll tell you is, uh, so far, the, you know, you'll look at, the, for example, the jobs. You look at the, uh, the, Trump has been very excited about all the jobs uh, he's personally created by hand. Right. Um, but, you know, the truth is that the pace has been largely consistent to what it was the last 18 months of Obama. Um, so, you, I mean, whether that's a, you, that's not to say that I think Barack Obama was responsible for the jobs that were happening then. I don't think he was a good president by any means. Um, but, you know, I, we've said this from the beginning, going back to George W. Bush, and this is probably as far back as I can remember talking about it. Is that like, you know, I mean, Bush had a really good run with the economy. Um, particularly early on in his presidency um, mm-hmm. and, and through the middle of it until he got to the economic crisis. He was a very successful economic president. And what, pre- what everyone on the left said was, he's Herbert Hoover, Herbert Hoover. Remember those claims all the time? It was basically constantly attacking George Bush. And even at that time, the economic numbers looked good, but we made the point constantly 
the president isn't a, he doesn't have a bunch of buttons and he says I'd like this many jobs and I'd like this these companies to create new innovative products. Like you can create the environment, you can take away regulation, you can lower taxes, you can do basic things that help uh, businesses create jobs. But businesses create jobs. People create jobs. It's not about the president. The president doesn't have, he's not, it's not a puppet. And so when, even when there was problems with Barack Obama, it wasn't all his fault, right? It, it, the, and it, when the successes were not all his uh, thing, to, his uh, responsibility. Um, the same thing with Trump. It, you know, right now we're in a pretty good uh, vibe with the economy. The, the uh, stock market's high. The jobs have been generally positive. I think he deserves maybe, I mean, he hasn't really passed legislation, so it's hard to give him all that much credit on that. Um, but he hasn't ruined anything either uh, from, from that perspective. So he gets some credit. But if it goes down, he sh you know, he'll get some blame, but he doesn't deserve all, of the, all the blame. You know, if, they, if, they, if the stock market's at 14,000 uh, in, in six months, it's not going to be Donald Trump's fault. It's, you know, we are a dynamic economy, and, and the president plays a role in that. But it's not, it's not, a, he's not the end-all be-all. Like, for example, we could say this show is, uh, you know, what do they say, the great, greatest show that's ever been right. broadcast on television. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Jeffy's on it. Mm -hmm. And I think we could all agree that Jeffy's a terrible influence on the broadcast, on, mm -hmm. on our lives. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't control them. He's just an influence on them. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, with him, it's always a negative, And that's different than the presidential point I was making. But, I mean, it's all about, you know, we can't just, it's easy to just kind of figure out and blame you know, uh, everybody for blame the president for every good and bad consequence that comes in this country. That's really not how it works. Right. It is not. It'd be nice if somebody, I don't know, picked <clears throat> that up. Yeah. It, yes, it would. But, that, that, you know, the president always gets credit for some reason for the for the jobs numbers or blame. And, you know, neither are accurate. Is it sort of hero worship, basically? Uh, you know, like it's one of those things where we just it's the easiest thing to do. You just pick up the big guy and you blame him or, you know, it's like coaches mm -hmm. in football, right? I mean, like, you know, you have injuries sometimes, you have players that underperform, you have bad draft picks by your general manager, you have trades that should have happened, you have contracts that were negotiated poorly by agents, you have all the things that go into building an NFL season. But in the end, the coach pretty much slash the quarterback gets the blame. And it kind of, it's really what goes on with the, uh, uh, with uh, with the presidency. I mean, we talked about yeah. that with Obamacare. I mean, you know, as much as, uh, you know, I'm, not, I'm no big fan of Donald Trump by any means, but really, can you blame Donald Trump? Uh, the guy, would his job in the process was to sign the bill, which he did not get. Mm -hmm. If he had a bill and it was a liberal health care bill or a moderate health care bill or a conservative health care bill, uh, Donald, Donald Trump was going to sign it. I don't think he really, he did not have, there's no filter there at all. So whose fault is that? Obviously, the Congress for not giving him a bill. If you want to give him a bill that repeals Obamacare, Donald Trump would have signed it. Yeah. If you went from full repeal, everything gone, Donald Trump would have signed it. If you did uh, moving the money around, kind of how, how their plan wound up breaking out, he would have signed that too. Uh, if it was uh, getting rid of a couple of um, the, the skinny repeal, which basically did nothing really more than getting rid of the individual mandate among a couple of other minor changes, uh, he would have signed that too. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, so whose fault is it that you can't get it through to Congress? It's the Congress's fault. It's Jeffy's fault. And Jeffy. Uh, obviously, Jeffy, as we said. Freaking, the main freaking Jeffy. God, darn it. Well, I, you know, well, freaking Jeffy is his fault. <laughs> darn it, Jeffy. <sighs> what if I didn't mean it? Yeah, it's, it's still your fault, whether you meant to or not. Yeah. Okay.
Um, in this particular case, though, it looks like part part of what they're uh, crediting Trump for is the crackdown on illegal immigration, which prompted some of the illegals and even some legals, they say, both legal and illegal, to cancel their food stamps over concerns they might be denied citizenship or deported mm-hmm. if they're on food stamps and they're illegal aliens. Right. Because yeah. that was not supposed to happen. No. And we're told over and over again, oh, illegal aliens, they don't get welfare. What do you know? Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Obviously they do. And this Obviously is another they do. function of what we've talked about before is that the tough talk works for a while with immigration. Uh, and that's and it has been working. It has worked so And far. I'll take it. You know, I'll take, better I'll than take the, that. Better than the alternative on, yes, that, it is. on that front. You know, eventually you're going to have to actually do something, do something about it. Yeah, you um, are. You know, and, and there's been some things that he's, he's tried to do. And, you know, again, this is Congress needs to get him some sort of bill. God only knows what it would be uh, with this Congress. I mean, I, I, well, <laughs> with this Congress and this president, he's been waffling on every position he took during the campaign. Yeah. Uh, is especially on immigration. He's waffled on all of it. Um, from Mexico paying for the thing, for the wall, to the wall being built, and certainly the wall's not going to be built in every place, and he already said that. And he never once, as far as I know, maybe he did, did, did he ever say during the campaign, well, there's a lot of places where the wall won't have to be built. I because, think he did, actually. I, remember, I don't remember that. I think he did once or twice. It was not, obviously, the... Uh, the the big um, message of his campaign. I don't think he said it during the primary. However, I think he said it only before Hillary. So uh, they're talking so. about like twelve hundred out of the two thousand miles or something. Maybe even less than that. Nine hundred out of two thousand. I mean, it's something way under what would cause us to have to eat our underwear. Yeah, that promise I mean, is pretty much already way, dead, right? We are yeah. safe as you can possibly be on the underwear eating front again. In case you don't remember what uh, the underwear <laughs> eating promise was, is we said that if Donald Trump actually builds the wall around, and we gave him a... Here's a, how generous we were. Mm-hmm. We gave him a 10% buffer. Yeah. If he builds miles 90% of, of it, we'll eat our underwear. Yep. Uh, and uh, so far, he's not even promising to try to Jeez. even attempt that. So I think we're. I, safe I don't think they're going to get to immigration this year at all. I don't. I don't it, it, the only thing that will come up is probably Democrats will probably try to push comprehensive immigration reform, which is amnesty, which is awful, but, which doesn't secure the border, which doesn't do any of the things we want it to do. To be fair, uh, Trump has said he wants to do comprehensive immigration <laughs> yes, reform. Thank you as for well. being fair because he has as, said that as president. He I mean, has not just, said that not just in you know when he was running for no, it was just a couple weeks ago. Just a couple weeks ago said he wanted to get that was his goal is to get comprehensive immigration reform now that that is a tainted uh phrase in our society because every and i don't time, know maybe he doesn't know that i don't know yeah maybe yeah it's true maybe he doesn't uh, he may not he, he may that. not be aware because i mean I, I think like in reality if you just look at the english language comprehensive immigration reform is it not sounds a bad thing. like it would be a good thing right. but we all know it to be right. uh, yeah. it's code it depends for, on what the reform amnesty. is though right like i mean yes. we could in this room come up with a comprehensive immigration reform policy that would be pretty good and i think most people on the right would be happy with it mm-hmm. um, and, and, but the point is when you say comprehensive immigration reform generally what that means is uh, <laughs> generally what that <laughs> Generally, what that means is, uh, you know, uh, bad things. It just doesn't mean good things. By the way, you you mentioned uh, um, Donald Trump not uh, living up to some of his campaign promises around immigration. Did did I say that? You did. You did mention that. And you're a bad person for doing it. Did I say that, Jeffy? Did I say anything about Trump not doing something he said he was going to do? I don't remember that. I don't remember that. I don't remember Maybe I was wrong. I heard somebody say it. It might have been, uh, you know, maybe... uh, some uh, some hateful person you know who doesn't e- like the you know 
the, food the president, de- the food delivery person said it. Uh, I we think were getting it, food it might have been, recently, might and, have been and that they person. blurted that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me give you this story uh, through two lenses, because you may choose to take this the best way possible for Donald Trump. And okay. you may choose to take this in a negative sense for Donald Trump. So mm. I, let me present it in, in both fashions here. Uh, Mar-a-Lago. You may know Donald Trump, big fan of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, he's got, uh, he wanted to bring in 35 waiters uh, for uh, the, the winter social season in Palm Beach. Yeah, so he, he was going to apply for some special uh, visa for, for, for foreign, foreign workers. workers. Which now, he has in the past, right? Yes. Right, he has every year often. Uh, for many, many like years. Like often. Um, now, okay, now, you might say, and this is what Trump's defense on that was, look, we can't get people to do these jobs. Okay, we can't get people to do these jobs. Uh, we have no choice. Now, I don't buy into. I've never bought into that. Me neither, right? it's because it's far more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. Yes, but, we won't get into it now. But, but. but that is Trump's defense. So yeah. let's bring it to the table. Trump says we can't get any workers. Now he also says the immigration system is screwed up, and I'm just mm-hmm. maximizing my own personal benefit. As uh, you're railing on the system. Right. And that, but yeah. that's his excuse, right? His excuse and is... somehow I mean, that's worked for him the whole time. Yeah. But I mean, time. again, I want to present his Which side lens is this? This is the positive Trump okay. lens. Okay. The positive okay. Trump lens. And, and this is what he said. I'm just quoting what he It's a good question. It's hard. I mean, I don't like this view. But I mean, this is, his view is, look, yeah. the system is set up as it is. I can, it, even if these things are a little borderline, I'm going to do them because, uh, you know... Um, uh, I, I'm going to maximize my own personal benefit, but that's why you should hire me because I'll fix these things once I'm in office, mm-hmm. right? Like I, mm-hmm. I know the system because I've been the one doing these things. Yeah. It's what he said about political donations. It's what he said about immigration. So, uh, with Mara, what the, the way the law works with these additional um, low skill workers? Remember his policy, which he just announced, was to limit low skill workers. From mm-hmm. legal or illegal Im- immigration. So again, there's his opportunity to fix it. He said he wants lower, uh, less low-skill workers. It's odd that he would continue to do this at Mar-a-Lago while uh, this was going on. And obviously, he's not running in the day-to-day operations of Mar-a-Lago anymore. Um, and probably never was. But he certainly could veto this. <laughs> yeah, that he could get that done. I'm sure with a tweet could mm-hmm. get that done. If you were to tweet, Mar-a-Lago uh, should not be uh, having foreign workers, I'm pretty sure they'd listen to the tweet and, <laughs> and honor that promise. Um, but the way the law works is it's written in a way, Pat, to, uh, to fend off the argument uh, about American workers. So what the, way, the way the law works was, hey, yes, you can have foreign workers, but only if what you're saying is true. You can't get American workers. Okay, so the way they did this when they wrote the law was you can get these workers, but before you do that, you have to advertise in the newspaper Mm -hmm. uh, and say we need these jobs. And if you can't fill them after the advertisement with Americans, then go ahead, then go ahead. Okay, so what Mar-a-Lago has been doing is been living up to the absolute letter of the law, but not a a smidge more. What they've been doing is uh, putting these ads in uh, the Palm Palm, uh, Palm Beach Post on page C8, which is, I mean, you want to talk about a, a page that everybody reads. It's C8. That's it's, the first page I turn to. Yep. It's crammed. I don't even look at the front of the right. paper uh, before I look at C8. <laughs> <laughs> crammed full of tiny print laying out the job experience requirements in classified ad shorthand. Three oh MOS, three months, recent and verifiable exp experience in fine dining country club. No tips. Apply by fax. 
Now, of course, obviously today, almost every job, you're going to apply facts. It's going to be apply by facts. Obviously, that is the the way business gets done in this country today. Nobody applies by facts. You know, there was a time when people had fax machines (laughs) at Mm -hmm. home when faxing was a deal, was a thing. Mm -hmm. And so you'd have... You know, maybe a scanner that faxed a printer. I mean, we've yeah, seen memory. We've seen memory videos here where people had car faxes. Yeah, I, I have. I have. Other than going to Kinkos or FedEx Kinkos or whatever it is now, I have no idea how we would fax. <laughs> well, something. you can digitally do it, like yes. e-fax, for yes. example, or uh, there are apps you can do it through now. Are there fax mm-hmm. apps? Yeah. There are facts. Oh, that's yes. cool. Yeah, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's actually uh, I, I, every once in a while. It's usually a government thing yes, that is. you have to fax something to somebody, um, and you can do it through uh, apps with your camera phone. It's. I mean, it, it I always is... got frustrated where you can fax us. Oh, yeah, that's convenient for me. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now they also gave a mailing address, so you could send them a letter. Mm. You could send your resume in, I guess, mm. uh, to this. Um, but they wanted to get <laughs> uh, thirty-five uh, waiters, twenty cooks, and fifteen housekeepers. A uh, total of 70 temp- temporary workers so did, from overseas. So did they do the classified ad for just one day? Uh, they, did, they did the exact legal requirement, which was to run it twice. Okay, they had to um, run it twice. Which they did. Placing now, a tiny classified <laughs> ad day after day to bring in hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of workers. Now, again, he, did they follow the law? The answer to that is yes. Do they actually try to hire an American for these jobs? The answer to that is no. blatantly no. Um, so it, <clears throat> now the ad appeared in the middle of Made in America Week, uh, as designated oh by uh, the actual uh, the uh, administration. Now during the um, first of all, nobody even looks at the newspaper anymore. It's certainly no. not classified ads, and hardly anybody even subscribes anymore. Who? So virtually no one saw this classified. Correct. So ad. you got two days in the newspaper and in C eight, and you got to fax your resume. Yeah. Ridiculous. Now, um, yes. Now they have they interview a couple people here who actually uh, did apply Respond? for the job and really? did not get it. Okay. Um, of course. Um, did uh, they want more than a dollar an hour? I don't think it was a rate thing. I think it was just you know they didn't have the they uh, didn't. They, and this is by the way, this is a story. There was a the story I think BuzzFeed did three years ago, which had nothing to do with Trump, um, and highlights this as a real issue because what they want the cheaper foreign labor. Yeah. And what this is not just Trump doing this. He's just the obvious example right, right now. But thousands of companies are doing this. They, they you know, these you know, they talk about uh, people, you know, the uh, uh, work for the food industry, uh, going out on farms, doing uh, doing the hard menial yeah. labor that is yeah. not, you know, it's harder yeah. to get Americans to do. But what, lawn it, work, it, all of that stuff that's all done by. By, by usually, usually by migrants, yeah, and so or, or temporary workers. So the idea of having American workers at least have the opportunity to do that work. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't get them, you know, look, I maybe you have this program in place. But what they're finding is that companies so much don't want to deal with American workers who mm-hmm. uh, who want benefits and good working conditions and don't want to work forty seven hours a day and they don't want to do mm-hmm. all that. They just they hide these ads. They put them in the most obscure publications they can, that they won't be seen in as smallest print possible. They they are just uh, uh, they are just getting to the level of compliance with the law, with no intention, even if they get responses to hire American workers, right. yeah. and then they just bring in all the foreign workers that they want. What afterwards. are you talking about? We we advertise on page ninety eight of Field and Stream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, where I go it. for all job openings. <laughs> right. Don't you? Do? Don't you? Yeah. That's how I got yeah. this job. I did apply through Field and Stream. Oh, I did too yeah. originally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's really yeah. weird. That's how that works. Huh. Uh, so I, it's a, <laughs> a, a kind of an amazing thing to see. And, and it, I got a free lure with it too. 
Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, I was too yeah. late for that promotion. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they said I could get 20% off of a lure, <laughs> but I already had one. I had already purchased one from Field and Stream the previous Dang month. Dang it. Yeah. Darn it. Jeffy, what, uh, what did you get with your application? <laughs> I got zip. Oh, uh, really? I got zip. That's because you went through better homes and gardens, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was your problem. Yeah. So. They had a air free air freshener uh, promotion for a while, but that ran I out. I didn't get yeah, that ran out. Yeah. Yeah. I got the plug-in, <laughs> but I didn't get the freshener. Mm. All right. Uh, you know, in this day and age, we don't fax a lot of things because, I don't know, there's something called a phone, like a mobile phone, and you carry that around and do other things with it. You know what I mean? Texting. High-speed yeah. 4G LTE I won't and all get that a, kind of stuff. I won't get a phone myself. You won't get a you phone? Know, you know why? Why? They're giving all your money to freaking liberal causes. Yeah. Like, they, you wind up paying your bill, and they just take all your money, and they give it to you know Nancy Pelosi and, mm -hmm. and Hillary Clinton organizations. Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood, right? Yeah. I don't want to do that, so no, I'm for, not getting a phone. For the most part, Stu's exactly right, but there is a, an alternative. There's a company called Patriot Mobile, mm -hmm. and they don't give your money to uh, any of these liberal or progressive causes. They instead ask you who you'd like to have 5% of your monthly bill go to, and then they'll give 5% of your monthly bill to them. I've heard pitches like this before, Pat. Mm -hmm. I've heard it. I've heard it before. The problem mm -hmm. is you don't get, you get what, regional talk, local talk. You can yeah. talk to someone in this your own town. This might because uh, we've only talked about it for about a year and a half now. <laughs> but uh, they actually what? have nationwide talk and text. Yeah, but they don't have yeah, the data. Yeah, 4G LTE data. It's super yeah. slow. And, and the prices are too high. Great <laughs> prices that are lower than what you're paying right now. Really? Yeah. Wait, they wait, don't can you, do, wait. you can't fax from the phone, though. Yes, I will. you can. Well, yes, you With the app. You can even do that. <laughs> I have faxed from my Patriot mobile phone. Wow. Uh, you can actually do this it. This thing does uh, it all. You're going to have yeah, to download an app, but yes, you can do it. What about, though, you know, if I may switch roles for a moment? <laughs> <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> what about the contract I have oh. that binds me to this stupid company for two years? This is so strange to me because uh. we've talked about this so many times, but there's a, a current contract. It can cost up to $500 I know, per you know. line. Yeah, they're going to bail you, know? you out of that contract. Whoa. It's, it's a uh, Patriot Mobile bailout what for What if I you. have three phones? Uh, you know, my whole account is like 1500 Yeah, it's $500 per line or $1,500 <laughs> per account. And Sexy yes, you crap. can keep your number. You can keep it. You can wow. keep your number. Call them now. Patriot Mobile will waive the $35 activation fee with the promo code Patents Do. Nice Did you hear that part of it? Because it's important. If you call them and you don't say the promo code is Patents Do, you're going to have to pay the $35 activation fee. Mm -hmm. And that is, I mean, one of the worst things. I've ever heard of. What's the fax life. number? I don't know, but I can tell you if you call them, they'll give it to you. 1-800-A-PATRIOT, 1-800-A-PATRIOT, or patriotmobile.com slash patentstew. It's patriotmobile.com slash patentstew. Use the promo code patentstew. Hello. Triple eight seven two seven Beck, Pat Stu, Jeffy over there. Uh, we don't know why. We don't know what the guy does. He shows up here every day, and we're like, why? Well, I know why. He applied in Field and Stream. No, it was Better Homes and Gardens. Oh, Better Homes and Gardens. Gardens. Yes, yeah. Better Homes and Gardens. I didn't get My the lure. Uh, <laughs> Well, of course not. Better homes and gardens. You've got to go to Fields and Stream for that. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, there's a story from the Washington Post that's titled, Trump's base is officially crumbling. I would say this that's is... That's a little uh, strongly worded. Uh, absolutely. It's not crumbling. It is declining. Yeah, and you know, you could say... That much is true. You, you kind of look here and you see some of the changes here. Um, now, this is among uh, all voters, Republicans, Whoa. and those making 30000 to 50000 Okay, So you say so, all voters, okay, you understand he's going to be probably dropping in there. That's in a um, one-month period. It's gone down 12% with Republicans? Yeah. 
Wow, that's to 71. Now, look, that's I, a lot, though. I, there's a margin of error there. You, you don't know how much it is. But here's the situation, I think, which is important. Are the, you working for Trump now? I am working for Trump now, yes. I did take a, a position recently. Because <laughs> it sure sounds like it right Trump. now. Well, you heard so me last week. So you're doing week, real was, news. Yeah. You're doing real news. Yeah, I'm doing real news now. Okay. <laughs> you got to officially <laughs> doing real news. Uh, um, Jeffy and I are still stuck in fake news. Yes, you are. Um, fake news so, world. And I think, like... <laughs> To, to be honest, this is from an IB, uh, IBD Investors Business uh, Daily, uh, their poll. Now, oh. that poll was very friendly for Trump during the campaign. Uh-huh. Um, and I believe the last not friendly poll now. from IBD had him um, at actually winning, which he did not do, by the way, in the popular vote. But the, their last uh, national polls showed Trump winning, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they were good then. They're, they're bad now. Right. And so this is... But they're I not even a this. legitimate service now. <laughs> no, no, no. They're, they're actually not, legitimate. not even... They're the worst people on they're earth. They're run by like four-year-olds. Yeah. Four and five-year-old well, kids fake news. run that place. It's fake news. And I will be it's honest with you. Up. I think you can legitimately say this poll is just a bad one for Trump. I mean, you know, he is at 32% approval rating, um, well below what he's being shown as in other polls. However, the, the thing that's scary, I think, for Trump or if you're a Trump supporter or you just like want the president to do a good job, which I think we all do, well, yeah. um, is that every poll is kind of showing a similar decline. Now, they're showing him with better approval ratings than the IBD poll, but they're all showing similar declines. So let me, me ask let me you go. this, though, if I could real quickly. Sure, yeah. Why did they specifically just put in people making thirty to 50000 um, well, the, Why? because that's considered Trump base area, right? So Republicans, middle class Republicans, right, are the ones. I mean, that's not even as... middle class, depending on how many, how big your family is. Well, that what's the if you make thirty thousand yeah. dollars and you've got a family of five, that's not middle no, class. No, if right? you have a family of five, it's boy, it's, no kidding. It's gonna. You know, well, you don't. Even, you can't even see thirty thousand dollars from where you are. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, like, I think the average you can't pull vault income to 30, is roughly sixty. Um, so, you know, it's a little bit lower middle class, I guess, if you were yeah. into income. It's not it's not uh, poverty levels not by any means. Interesting, too, that this billionaire has a base of uh, uh, sure essentially middle class You're going to cross me on, on a tangent, okay, because I, I've been I, in Be my office. Be careful, though, Pat, because Stu's working for Tim now. I so am working that. for Trump now. Um, I was, uh, and I, this is going to be a very pro-Trump point. I'm, uh, you'll of course, probably appreciate you're working it. for it. All right. Yeah, so I'm, I, I sit in my office. I have three TVs that have the, the different it's networks on. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the one, the TV on the right, which is oddly on the right, is the one that's on CNN. So CNN is running this promo all day yesterday. A new special called How Trump or Why Trump Won by the single person in the universe least likely to understand it, Fareed Zakaria. <laughs> now, why the hell would you let Fareed Zakaria do a special about why Trump won? Uh. Like, why Trump won? You could argue it's because of people like Fareed Zakaria who come on and they're just mm-hmm. elitist and snobby. And maybe, that's and his, that, maybe that's his special. Trump won because of mm-hmm. people like people, me. People like just, me. You know. um, and so they go through this whole uh, situation of like um, highlighting, you know, the promo was like, uh, you know, I will speak for you. And, you know, it's showing Trump like basically being the voice of these people who make thirty to $50,000 a year, which is just so strange i mean look i as as a uh you know i've said before guy hasn't walked in those shoes oh my god never in his entire life time during his lifetime his entire life he's never faced that now look that doesn't mean he can't he can't have good policies for people no it doesn't it doesn't and and you know the guy went to wharton business school the guy has had a, a an incredible upbringing as he would tell you from you know birth to now well he knows all um, the best words he knows all the best words the best he's words. that guy um <laughs> but the how seemingly because he butchers the language he's been able to 
to speak. You know that might be it, right? It really is. It's like because mm-hmm. he doesn't speak in complete sentences, he somehow, I mean, and I think that's a real insult to the average person who does speak in complete sentences. When people call up and they would be mm-hmm. like, he just speaks like me. And, you know, the guy just, I, he speaks like how I talk to my friends. And I'd be like, well, not what you just said. He doesn't speak like that. That was a complete sentence. Mm-hmm. You know, we, the callers that would come in and say they identified with the way he spoke all spoke better than him, which is uh, they, mm-hmm. all, they all found the words that Trump dropped out of his pocket because he had the best words. He, they all found those words, which is kind of an incredible thing. I, 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 don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how a guy who is like I as a Northeasterner uh, find elements of him very familiar you know i was born in new york i grew up in connecticut uh, you know all of those like there are elements of trump that i find very familiar and i loved trump as a kid and when he was really becoming popular i was you know 13 years old 12 years old i read the art of the deal i had trump the game there's like nine people i think bought that thing i actually owned it myself i got it for christmas I got Trump the game for Christmas when I was a kid. And we're excited about it. I loved it. I was right. thrilled. Yeah. When I went to uh, New York City as a kid, uh, mm. we, went, we did a tour where we took a boat, one of those like circle line tours, and you take the boat by the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. All I cared about was seeing Trump Tower. Like, really? I was that guy. I was that kid. Wow. I loved the kid. I got, and as, and there was an aspirational part of him that I really liked, where it was like I wanted to have as much money as Donald Trump. I don't know that I've ever was like, I want everything to be gold, but I wanted to have as much money as Trump. I wanted to have that uh-huh. confidence and that power and all, all those things that, you know, you, there's an aspirational part of being a billionaire. Look at, you know, you could look at, obviously, uh, popular music, right? Where, like, you're seeing, like, the praise of party lifestyles and clubs and popping off expensive bottles of champagne and living that life. Like, you live, want to live a rock star. You want to live a rich person. You want to live... We got it. You're working for Donald Trump now. Move on. <laughs> I am so, so pro-Trump. So let me let me balance that a little bit and tell you about the fake news uh, in these polls. Here's what they find. Um, but CNN, they do say it's at 30. His The IBD poll shows the overall number at 32%. 32%. That's really low. Really low. Uh, CNN has it at 38. The average is showing about 36 to 37. So he's mm-hmm. in the you know, mid-30s, maybe upper 30s. This poll, though, at the low 30s, I would say is so far an outlier. Um, the, uh, it's, a, it's, it's the lowest of any high-quality poll in the entire Trump presidency. Both polls reinforce the idea that Trump is, uh, support is among the base, um, is at the base of the decline. The IBD poll shows Trump's decline uh, even more acutely, 71% of Republicans approving him. Uh, by the way, 71% of Republicans um, supported Nixon when he left office. 71% is about that number. Wow. So you don't usually get any lower than 70%. Not in your, your own party, party right? Yeah. That's a t- yeah. very low, low number. Now, again, in um, uh, uh, the CNN poll shows it at 83% of Republicans still approve of Trump, which is a low number, but not a terrible number. It's not a catastrophic number. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a little on the low side. Um, because usually you get around 90% of your... You're always going to get some people who say no, but not, about 90% of your own uh, party usually approves. Um, but the strong approval is what we're really seeing here as a problem for Trump. Strong approval have, has declined from 73% to only 59%, and that's in the better poll of the two, the CNN poll. Quinnipiac showed uh, Trump's strong approval also dropping off. Only 53% of Republicans strongly approved of the, of the president, down from 62% earlier. All of these things kind of pointing to the mm. same thing. I think you could say, hey, well, these polls are in different areas. Some of them are better than others. But they all show a pretty equal decline 
Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean anything. The one thing I will say to people who are supportive of Trump uh, and, and really love the guy, you might say, you have fake news. Oh, the, the polls got it wrong before. They didn't get the popular vote wrong. And we've gone through that before. But uh, you might say, okay, fake news. The, the polls are, are, not, are not right. Forget Trump. Forget how the American people actually feel. The issue here is you might wind up getting these, as you would look at them, weasel Republicans who are on the borderline, don't really like Trump, but are staying in line because he's popular and he's, he gives, causes them problems. Mm. If his approval rating starts getting in 32, 31, 30 percent, they will start to turn on him and he will not be able to pass anything. Now, so far, he hasn't been able to pass anything. And they've been generally in line. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, they got, what, 50 of, or 49 of the 52 Republicans in the Senate to vote for the, uh, the crappy health care bill. In 2018, the Senate lines up really nicely for Republicans. He doesn't have to have a 55% approval rating um, to, w- to hold the Senate in the House and actually gain seats in mm-hmm. the House. There's one breakout that I saw, I think 538 had, which is if Republicans, think, think of this for a second, if Republicans hold every uh, um, Senate seat, the state that was a Trump state, so they win, they win the red states in the Senate, um, um, with the exception of close ones. So... Let's say the Democrats win all the blue states and they win every state where Trump won by three points or less. So this is a win for Democrats, right? They prove they improve on their performance from 2016. Mm-hmm. In that scenario, the Republicans pick up five seats. That's how well this sets up right now for Republicans. All you have to do is not blow it. All you have to do is not have 32 percent approval ratings. All you have to do is be generally mildly competent and you have a shot at 60 Senate seats in 2018. If this goes mildly well, you might have a filibuster uh, proof uh, um, and you don't need the filibuster. Uh, you for, might have a the super majority in the Senate. But you might have the. Uh, the, uh, the uh, it still wouldn't do anything. You know, I, I think you're right. They still I think wouldn't do still it. lose Collins. It still lose McCain. Yep. It still lose Murkowski. They yep. would still wouldn't be able to get anything good done. No. But I mean, talk about opportunities here. And again, that would be the Republicans' fault. I mean, that would be yeah. Congress's fault if they couldn't pass anything in that environment. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents too coming up. You can fax us at the number on 12. your screen. That's not here. Twelve. Right, twelve. Uh, yeah. Or just look at your screen. Or look for the number for twelve. The, oh, right for the there. Fax See the number. bottom right there. We asked him to put the fax number up, and I, I don't know if they've so done that. So incompetent. But so incompetent. Oh, Too, 888727 back. We, keep in mind, we have a, uh, a show announcement coming up about a half an hour or so. Jeffy's going to do the show in the <clears throat> nude from now on. Yeah, man. Oh, crap. We we're supposed to do that next hour. Yeah. Oh, supposed to do the build up. I there. mean, we hadn't really yeah. talked about it, but. <laughs> You've talked about it oddly a lot. Mm hmm. You know, Not that, just, I mean, I didn't realize it was actually okay. Jeffy has an official proposal he turned in about six months ago that just said air it out. Oh. <laughs> he just wants to air it out, which we have not really. That sounds icky. Okay. That's Whatever just it really, is. Let him breathe, baby. I just threw up <laughs> in my breathe. mouth a little bit. <laughs> so we'll do that here at the top. Uh, yeah. um, you know, the, uh, the guy at, at Google who wrote the memo that men and women are different. <laughs> the bastard. Bastard. <laughs> bastard. I mean, have you ever heard of, I mean, let's just call him what he is, a Nazi. 
Thank you. Uh, Thank you. A uh, a fascist. Thank you. Yes. If you will. Yes. A science denier. Yes. I mean, he did cite a bunch of uh, scientific studies. Uh, still, he's a sexist. What, those are bad ones. He's a racist. Bad science studies. Yeah. You know. Uh, I mean, this is there's consensus on the fact that men and women are exactly the same. Total consensus on that. In fact, there may not but even well, be men and but, women. But, Pat, why, why do they have to get gender reassignment surgeries if they're the same? I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. Okay. Um, but uh, I do know that it's anti-science. And I do know it's wrong of him to speak his mind. And uh, fortunately, Google got rid of this guy, this creep, Ugh. this cretin, this Neanderthal. Um, I mean, this is incredible. It really is. I mean, I mean, you go and you read it. He, it, it unbelievable. Two, two things you'll learn from the coverage, I think, and you probably notice the same things, Pat. Number one is very, very few limited quotes from his manifesto. Yeah, because you can't because find you anything, can't find anything bad that's it. bad. It's like, you know, I mean, you know, can you say you don't agree with it? Of course. But I mean, there's nothing in there where like he just comes out and blurts out, uh, you know, the N word in the middle of it. Like there's nothing yeah. like that. It's just, it, you know, he's very balanced, very science based. I will say this at many times, very boring. It's not like a particularly uh, interesting uh, delivery of this material. He's trying to be intellectual and, and, and methodical. And honestly, it's littered with disclaimers. Well, let, let me share with you, as you try to make excuses mm-hmm. for this creep, let me, let me share with you some of the quotes. The reason they didn't use quotes from the thing is because they were too offensive. I don't think so. You don't I want, disagree You don't want that. children to see what he wrote. He said... Now, I'm quoting him. Please don't associate this with me in any way. Okay. On average, he asserted, and again, I'm quoting him now, men and women biologically differ in many ways, unquote. <laughs> what? They, well, what? Again, why would you need gender reassignment? He then, Stu, you... has the temerity to accuse women of, quote, generally, unquote, displaying a quote, stronger interest in people rather than things, unquote. <laughs> what a terrible thing to say. What about a horrible someone. thing to say about a woman. And uh, they're less pushy and they have less interest in status than male colleagues. Women, according to this douchebag, are more <laughs> cooperative than men and search out better work-life balances. <laughs> what? You... Absolute I, I'm, pig. I'm actually offended as a man. Like, he's actually just bashing men. Uh, it, it, it's funny so, because that is really just negative traits, right? Like he's of saying men. men have negative yeah. traits and women have right. better traits. <laughs> well, he's going with what we all know. Men are hunter-gatherers they, they, and women have more sensitivity. They and he, yeah. nurturers. And he actually put in the... Uh, do we have the chart he put in this uh, manifesto by any chance, Marissa? There's a chart he puts in there, which is a very... It's, you know, a very easily understandable chart if you look at it. And it's got two sort of uh, humps, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And they're just slightly different. Like where one side has a little bit... Uh, the, the peak of the chart is on a little bit to... You know, a little bit further along. And what the point is, there's incredible amounts of overlap where... Giant swaths of the female population are better at the attributes he's saying here than men are. Um, there are a huge overlap. It's just that on average, not everyone, 
That doesn't mean that no women can do these things. It doesn't mean, like, let's put it this way, as, you, as the things you say, it doesn't mean that no women have a crappy life, work-life balance. Right. It doesn't mean that no women and he uh, says care it. about uh, That's people That's why he kept putting things. disclaimers like, on average. On average, right? He's talking about scientific truths <laughs> that have been studied over and over and over again that show that you know, women have different priorities. We should bring on uh, the author of uh, Why Men Earn More, um, which we, we've brought up uh, before mm-hmm. uh, on the show. And he lays this out in, in incredible detail. This is a guy who used to run the New York City chapter of the National Organization of Women. And he said, you know what? I'm going to start a company. You know what I should do is I should just hire only women because women have this pay gap thing. And uh, we should go through this and say, hey, I'll hire only women. I'll get them instead of paying them, you know, whatever it was, 70 cents a, a do- on the, a, the dollar at the time. I'll pay them 90 cents on the dollar. But I'll save money over the, against the male employees, and, we'll, and the company will be fantastic. Well, what he found out was women had actually had different priorities. It was harder to run a company that more uh, that way. The, the work-life balance thing is a big deal. Women make better decisions uh, in a in a general speaking uh, large scope of life uh, than men do. I mean, men typically seem to care more about work. Again, on average, there are a lot of men who aren't like this as well. Uh, but on average, they te- typically prioritize work over other things, I think, to their detriment. But that is the way that it, that it happens. Um, so, you know, you go through all, these, all this material, and this is what you're talking about, the coverage. There's no quotes in these stories. All they'll say is they were not bio- – they'll use the word biologically in quotes, and everything else isn't in quotes. Because he used the word biologically to say there are biological differences between men and women. Not to say mm-hmm. that biologically women can't do tech jobs. That's not what he said. He said there are biological differences, and some of the tendencies um, wind up making women better at certain things and men better at others. However, there's plenty of women who could do great tech jobs, obviously. Um, So uh, the other part of it, what you find is um, the word suggests. You find the word suggests littered in the coverage of the story because a Google uh, engineer uh, wrote a piece that suggests women are not able to uh, do tech jobs suggests that's you a saying what you want to be in the story it's not what actually is in the story it's what you want to be in the story so that people will understand your viewpoint on it it's not in there i mean you know you we went through it a couple times on radio and 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 as we were doing research and like i guess there are points you can say you might disagree with but to say that any of it is hateful i mean listen to this nothing in the letter states women aren't as good as men or that women deserve less money or that women aren't suited to be good at tech jobs or that they should be victimized by the company. There was none of that. Mostly the author just theorized as to why self-selection might account for some of the disparity at Google. Yeah, I mean, self-selection. People making their own decisions. Jeez. Um, which is important. And, and, and if you read it, I think if you read it as a conservative, this poor is guy the, gets fired for this. The way this is being covered, right? Like you're a conservative <laughs> and you agree with the guy, right? And you're a liberal and you think he's the worst person in the world. So as a conservative, you're going to run to this article, right? And you're going to you're going to read it, and you're not going to see any quotes anywhere. So you're, let's say you actually decide to take that next step, and you go and you read the ten page manifesto. What you will find in there, as a conservative, are what I would determine are generally offensive uh, words uh, that would annoy me. Mm. Words like microaggressions. 
he's not using it in a satirical sense or mocking microaggressions. He's saying there are microaggressions. He's saying a lot of the times that we, the things that we think about as microaggressions can actually be explained this way, this way, this way. He, mm. He's not using it in this unfamiliar way. He's saying, yeah, microaggressions are a thing, but here's one of the reasons they are explained. So right? Unbelievable. Like, he actually says things that are annoying to you as a conservative yeah. in it. Amazing. Uh, and for that, again, he's uh, fired from Google. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up in a minute. I'm going to work on saying the word Google. 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 All right, tonight's a big night. Looking forward to uh, winning the uh, Mega Million $346 million drawing. Congratulations for the Mega Millions. $216 cash payout. Oh, wow. Be nice to win. Wouldn't that be great? I'd, I'd take it. That'd be that nice be to great. win. Powerball, be so Wednesday. Great. 307 estimated. Would you even make the phone call? Hey, I'm not coming back million. anymore. I don't oh, think I even make the phone call. No. Figure it oh. out yourself. I say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I uh, I mentioned on uh, on uh, my radio show on Saturday that if you tune in on Saturday and hear, <laughs> I won. Okay, I mean that's that's the call you get. Yeah, that's what you get. Now uh, we also had a big uh, announcement today come down on Twitter. Vince Wilford, uh, big uh, defensive uh, tackle mm-hmm. for Houston, played for New England for a number of years. I think 13 years in the NFL. Announced his retirement, and it was a cute little ad. So I wanted you to see his retirement ad. All right, let's see it. Uh, he's a sizable human being. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's a big man. He's had a few meat and potatoes uh, meals in his life. It's kind of fun. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, already got sponsors for the big retirement party and uh, the final tailgate party. Already. It's a good gig. Good That's life. Great. That's a smart way to do it, too. Yes, it, it is. a little bit of an event. Why not? You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Like and, of course, we've got uh, uh, we got a big uh, protest coming up tomorrow, too. The Spike Lee going to be protesting uh, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, not being hired. Not being oh. part of the NFL. Yeah. So so protest is interceptions. Uh, Patents do. Triple eight seven two seven. Back in, of course. Uh, yeah. you know, 
Jeff. Don't, don't do it. Just hello. If you don't tell people, they might not know he's there. That's true. That's true. Hey, Jeff. Hey. What's up, buddy? Hey. <laughs> Stupid. Hey. 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 Uh, welcome. <laughs> Uh, well, welcome to the program. Uh, so we've been teasing a big announcement today, uh, and it is uh, that time. Uh, it is the patent stew program. You know, we've we've heard a lot about uh, projects that Glenn has coming, uh, new shows that are going to be launched, mm-hmm. new adventures that the company is going. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, are we involved in any of those? We're involved in all of mm-hmm. those. And do, do they have other employees here at the company? No, no. There's just the two of us. You should know that we actually do run the cameras with our feet. You can't see it from under here. We have strings attached to the cameras, and we run them. That's how it works here. Yeah. Pretty sure. So in order to be able to help out there, uh, we're going to have to cut back here. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to try a lot less hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to do none of the content's going to be accurate anymore. Uh, We're going to stop reading. It's going to be all fake uh, stories. We're just going to make Jeffy's going to make crap mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Well, Jeffy already does that. Yeah, it's true. So he's that's just, true. Uh, so nothing changes for Jeffy. <laughs> very consistent uh, effort for Jeffy. Uh, but we actually started the show as a one-hour show many years ago. If, if any of you remember, the uh, fourth hour uh, was the. Uh, it's, it's we called to, it that because it was the fourth, the fourth, hour, of the fourth hour of the radio show. Um, so we would do an hour extra. We, we did it on when it was called Insider Extreme back in the day. Yeah. Uh, memories, mm-hmm. memories, wow. memories. Uh, and we started doing that for about an hour. Um, and we wound up expanding it to two hours at one point because the launch of Blaze Radio, which, uh, you know, Jeffy has a show on on Sunday, which I'm, or Saturday. I'm supposed to say that every time we mention Blaze Radio for some reason. I don't know why. Um, and Blaze Radio. So yeah, people can Saturdays avoid nine to noon. Yeah, so you, people can avoid the nine to noon. Avoid noons, Blaze Radio. On they're Saturday like, oh, okay, that's noon. right. I shouldn't listen. That's <laughs> um, so, why you do that. Yeah, no, yeah I know. That's why. Uh, that's so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we so we wound up doing that, and you know, it was kind of a it was out of sort of uh, necessity at the time. It was launching mm-hmm. a new product, and we didn't have a lot of shows really lined up on it. And we started doing two hours, which has been a lot of fun. I really enjoy doing this show uh, every day. Uh, but really, it's you know, it's a TV show. TV shows are usually one hour, um, and so uh, coming up uh, on Monday, we will go back to our old school one hour format. And uh, then the other hour, we'll be planning how to do a, th- a third, third hour. hour. Uh, so as Joe Scarborough and Mika continue to meet yeah. uh, and figure out how to do their third hour on radio, mm-hmm. we're also meeting on how to do. Yeah, because you can't uh, figure something like that out. You, you can't. It takes a while. Yeah. And for them, it's only been eight years so far. We figure we could uh, beat that. And I, I figure we could maybe do it in eight years. Mm-hmm. Right? Couldn't we? To I don't figure out that. how to do less of the show. That's not. Uh, what we're are we? actually not figuring out how to. We're not actually figuring out how to add the third hour. <laughs> We're trying to figure out how to remove the second. Yes, and we've, and we've we'll succeeded be on that. We've been working on this. Uh, you know, it's been one of these long-term <laughs> things where you know these. I'm not saying. Look, if you're if you're if you're right now listening on Blaze Radio or you're listening, you're watching uh, television, you're working an actual real job. You probably have mm-hmm. no sympathy for us. Uh, but you know, the days are a little long, and a there's long. a lot going on, and a lot of new a things we're long. working on. So. Uh, that's kind yeah. of our thing. Uh, so anyway, due we, to time constraints, it's going to be an hour show, yeah. uh, beginning Monday. Now, the good thing about that, I mean, and you probably noticed this. Look, I mean, hour two, you know, for example, there you may or may not have noticed a lengthy uh, Glenn Beck rerun segment that's been <laughs> in the last segment of the show for approximately several months. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's part of uh, you know sort of what's happened here, and uh, you know. 
But we could, you know, take all the stuff that we have and jam it into an hour and obviously delete all the Jeffy parts and we should be able to fit it in. I mean, you know, let's be honest about it. We, we're jamming in only we, about 12 minutes of good entertainment into yeah. the two hours anyway, so we have plenty of room. Uh, now we're going to jam six minutes of entertainment <laughs> yeah, into one hour. We are going to cut so. the good minutes. We should point that out. <laughs> that is going to be part of this. We're going <laughs> to eliminate most of the good stuff. Um, but So that will start on Monday. Now, I don't know what they're doing. If you're a subscriber, uh, I know they've got new shows coming up as well um, in the future. I'm not sure when that yeah, starts. Yeah, and there, there will be a, a, a new show debuting, and uh, there's going to be all kinds of changes, uh, really good changes throughout the blaze uh, on the way. We can we so. can confirm though you will not be seeing any more of Jeffy. Um, like we're going to limit that. We're going to so don't worry about line, that. Yeah, uh, limit that. Uh, but that'll. But by the way, Jeffy has a show on Saturdays on Blaze Radio from nine to noon. Just wanted. To, I guess you, I have to point that. Go out. ahead and avoid that. Yeah, go ahead and avoid that. So anyway, uh, we know that uh, the second hour has been one of those things, and it's really I would, historic. Is that the right word? Uh, you know, uh, definitely it, the right word. Uh, it's it one is of the, historic. People really have yeah. talked about it in. Mm-hmm. You know. Is it going to go into the Radio Hall of Fame? Is it going to go into the Television Hall of Fame? Um, is it going to win an Emmy? Uh, just the second hour by itself. I mean, the answer to all of that is yes, of course it will. Uh, so we decided to take a quick look back at some of the great memories. Um, and we're going to do this all week, the great memories of the second hour. <laughs> great moments in second hour history. Mm. Possibly be ama- amazing and striking about that I picture. I guess because this is so bland. You know, the home, the little buildings are so bland, and then the ribbon is colorful. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my right. only. I mean, I don't there? know. Is there any in here that you would actually say are m- magical? Well, let's look at the Atacama Desert in Chile. Okay, number let's four. Let's look at it. Let's or see. Number three. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Okay, switch to it anytime now. There, there it is. I've oh. <laughs> seen people on bikes and stuff before. <laughs> wow, that was wow. powerful. That's, that's uh, oh brings my a gosh, tear to my eye. I don't eye. know how to. Uh, wow. wow. I mean, I hate beautiful. to remove great moments like that right? that you got from us well, looking at Google Street View. Well, we're going to have to jam that into the first hour. <laughs> We're not going to lose that bit because it was just too good. Uh, But again, if you're uh, just tuning in, uh, we're going back to the one-hour thing because uh, two hours is is, is a lot. And the good thing about this, I think, is that uh, there's going to be a lot of really cool things coming on the radio show. I think that results of this. Um, We're going to be doing a lot more sort of um, for if you're a subscriber, for subscribers only. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some cool elements of that coming up, Um, some cool social stuff that we've been working on as well. Uh, and But really, the main part of this is we've been working on a lot of new things for the radio show. We've got a cool transition coming up in the next few months. Um, we're going to be adding a lot of these new elements in, and we're, mm-hmm. we're pretty excited about it. So uh, I hope you don't mind. I mean, really, you got to be sick of us. We're already on for four hours. You really need the fifth one? No. The answer no. is no. no. You don't. So, And, of course, you almost forgot the meeting that we'll be having to try to figure out how to drop oh. that second hour. We're going to have, yeah, we, well, we have a lot of meetings scheduled. Mm-hmm. They will be to add, we're going to see how we can drop the second hour, but add a fifth hour and an, and an eighth hour, but not a sixth or a seventh. And until we figure that out, we're not going to do them. <laughs> okay. okay. We're also going to be in touch with Joe Scarborough. Yes, of course. Because they've been, you know, doing it for so long and they've got such great experience. What about Pat people to say, that say, hey, you guys are really lazy and you just don't want to do the second hour. What would you say to those people, Pat? You're exactly right. Okay, good. That's what I was going to say, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much the accurate argument. All right, uh, here's a uh, movie trailer <laughs> that I guess just based on the trailer, because nobody's seen the movie, it hasn't come out yet. Um, there's a Bruce Willis movie 
it's a remake of Death Wish. Uh, and he's so he's a vigilante who takes crime nice. into his own hands. Uh, in the trailer, Willis portrays a doctor in Chicago whose family becomes the victim of violent crime. Now, they're calling this movie fascist and alt-right, just based on this trailer. I, I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen no, it? No, let's see. Let's see if we can figure out why. Sway in the morning, Shay 45. We got to talk about what's happening in Chicago. Everybody's watching this viral video. This guy in the hoodie, they're calling the Grim Reaper. He stopped the carjacking. Is he right for taking the law into his own hands? Mm. He's become a folk hero. What about the shooter? He looked like a white dude. I love my family. The one they needed me most. 911, what if you're emergency? There's men, they're breaking into my house. I think they're here. <gasps> no. I failed to protect them. Dad, where's mom? The men who did it are out there. So there's nothing that you can do? Is that what you're saying? If a man really wants to protect what's his, I want to buy a gun. He has to do it for himself. We're closed, pal. We killed my wife. Who else was there? I don't know anything else. I believe you, Joe. You're not going to kill me. No. Jack is. Oh, my. <laughs> you got caught in some crossfire? The ice cream man done it. The ice cream man? You can't walk to school if you don't work for him. Who are you? Your last customer. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect for Bruce. You're not a cop! Somebody has to do it! You're caught, locked, and ready to rock. I'll see. They called him a guardian angel. Saved my life. <laughs> hey, that one. Wow. Uh, what is uh, better than getting out, socializing? Mm. <laughs> Not so much. Well, whatever you're doing, keep it up. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> no, they don't really so get much. the alt right thing. Just an alt right. I mean, he's Why? killing criminals. Like, obviously, it's ridiculous. And then, and, and he would be uh, a he would die uh, if he were to attempt this. He would die. But he's Bruce Willis. But he's Bruce Willis, so he gets away with these things. Is it fascist just because he takes the law into I think... his own hands? There's a million movies that do that. Yeah, and he's a gun owner. Was that fascist? I mean, I guess to the left it is alt right. He's. I mean, what? The... He's white and bald. Is and he's doing something that's alternative uh, to normal. And he's killing uh, street thugs. Really strange. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you make this out of that. But I mean, like, the, the thing that causes it uh, is someone breaking into the house and it appears to be a white person. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I, who knows? I, but that's what it seems like. It's a very strange complaint. And again, I, you know, it's not a... Uh, did you remember the movie uh, Falling Down? Remember this? Yeah. Is that the Michael Douglas? Michael yes. Douglas, where he gets pissed off yeah. at the world. And, and then he goes out and kills a bunch of people yeah. or whatever. He has, yeah. he has, some, he has his moments uh-huh. in that film. He does. Um, and, you know, there, there's part of you... It was like one of the famous scenes in it is he goes up and, to get breakfast at a fast food place, and it's like 11.02, and they won't give him breakfast, and <laughs> he gets really pissed off and t- you know takes out his gun. And I don't think he kills people in that scene, but he does some... He's not necessarily a, a sane individual, mm-hmm. uh, but like there's a part of everybody who likes that generalized story. Yeah, you like, tell him. Yeah, 
like, you know, get me the effing breakfast. <laughs> like, right. you know, like that's what you want to say. You're not going to give me um, that because it's two minutes? Yeah. Oh, and he was not happy about that. No. It seems like that type of thing. Now, Death Wish, mm-hmm. I guess, was, who was in the... the Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson, Bronson, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Bronson, so. and there was four or five of those bad boys, so oh, they kept Willis, has got another, Willis has got another chain that he can go down for a few years. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, stuff. Yeah, that's a pretty good role for him at, what, 60-something? Sure that's a heck of a role. That's, and he looks good. He's so. got, uh, well, he's got a new wife and baby to pay for. Does he? Yeah. Who'd he marry? I didn't, wasn't I've, aware of that. I don't know her name, but they just had a kid not long ago. Okay. Well, he's going to be very young and fresh for that child when child's growing up. Be like, what, what 80? That? 80 when the kid gets into high school? Well, he's mm. not the only one. <laughs> not the only one. No, I know. You, in your early hundreds when you had your... <laughs> That's correct. Second set of kids? Or third or whatever it is? The fourth? Uh, also, Amazon is apparently going to do a uh, biopic on Lucille Ball. It will star Kate Blanchett. Blanchett and it, uh, written by Aaron Sorkin. I really like, I really like Aaron Sorkin's uh, writing. He's he's very witty. There, he's incredibly talented. Very liberal, really talented, but, yeah. but super super liberal. So uh, I don't know if he's, I don't know if that matters in this context. Yeah, doesn't seem to. Right? She wasn't a real political type person. Um, but they got the rights to distribute the film, which uh, Deadline claims is titled Lucy and Desi. As for when production will begin, those details uh, are unknown. But what is known for sure is that the children of Lucille Ball, Desi Arnaz, Lucy Arnaz, and Desi Arnaz Jr., have signed off on the project, and they're co-producing it along with uh, somebody else. So, I'm not interested in that. Mm -hmm. You go to that? Nah, nah, really. It's Aaron Sorkin, so I wouldn't mind taking it in. I know he's Sorkin's good. Yeah, he's good. I'm going to have to because my daughter just started watching all the Lucille Ball shows, the Lucy shows, on Netflix. Oh, really? Or Hulu? One of them has all the Lucy shows, and uh, my ten year old just dies laughing. (laughs) Really? Yeah, watching the stupid shows. So I'll have to go to this. You've, you haven't paid it for a movie in multiple years. You're not going. Notice to. I didn't say I was going to pay. I said I'd have to go. Oh wait, yeah. This is actually what is it? Netflix or Amazon? You say? Pat? Amazon, I'm sorry, yeah. I wasn't listening to you as usual. I think it was Amazon. Uh, Amazon yeah, Amazon. Yeah. So. yeah. Although Amazon Studios um, uh, is making yeah. m- like movies that are in the theaters. I think The Big Sick was yeah. Amazon. The, yes, they purchased the rights. To, I mean, they bought that. Uh, it was through them. And, yeah, I got these people are going to... It's amazing. (laughs) Glenn mentioned this on radio today. Google, Amazon, Facebook, and there was one other that he mentioned. Apple, I think, was the four that he mentioned. But, like, it's like 93% of our economy right now. That's not a real statistic, but it feels like the real thing. It sure does feel like that. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. Amazon, all I do is give money to Amazon. I don't even know how I do it. I, I just, it just money continually flows out of my account directly to Jeff Bezos. To be honest, it's, and it's becoming more and more. I mean, you're not alone in that. You know what I mean? It's just like every time I turn around, there's an Amazon box in front of my house. Yeah, oh, and they're taking over more and more of our, our economy every day. Yeah, did you see they, they, some uh, organization went and looked at their financials mm-hmm. um, and noticed that they, that they own 19, at least 19 companies? Um, that they've never disclosed before. Uh, or they only disclosed one of them, I think. So there's 18 of the 19. And what they are are brands they're selling on Amazon. So people think mm. they're buying wow. these different things, but they're just produced by Amazon, come from Amazon. Amazon's getting all the pro- all the profits, but they're just branded on different things, which is brilliant. I mean, uh, again, none of these companies you can criticize for being dumb. 
You know, right. we went through that whole, I think our whole lives, everyone's always had those complaints about the company. Oh, well, this is so stupid. Why do they do things like this? You don't always find those things with Amazon and Google. They're, they just do things really well. You know, the one example mm -hmm. of recent history is my entire life, myself, my friends, everybody I've known, and this is the only person who's not going to agree with this is going to be Pat. But like, we've all said, hey, idiots, sell breakfast all day at McDonald's. Yes. Hey, mm -hmm. morons. Everyone really liked your breakfast. I don't know. Make it available past 10. How about that for an option? And uh, we all said it. And everyone was like, you know, well, it's really turned great. McDonald's yeah. around. Yeah, it has. It's they were actually the declining around. in sales for the first time in like 60 years or something. Mm -hmm. and, and this has really put them back in the driver's seat again. Yeah. Now, a lot of the times people have those complaints like that. And in reality... Uh, you can't do them for a real reason. Like something mm -hmm. would, it wouldn't actually work if you tried it. Right. Um, but you know, with but Amazon it, and Google, you it's can the actually opposite. make eggs in the afternoon. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you can. It's, it's possible. Uh, Science has proven it. Yeah, now. no, it is true. <laughs> uh, but you know, it kind of comes back to something we've talked about certainly uh, lately is is the friction. Yeah, there's very little friction with Amazon or Google. Boy, that's there's they make no kidding everything there. freaking that's, easy. That's really true. Everything you do works really well pretty much every time. And that is, uh, it's hard oh, to look, do. Yeah, this is what you've ordered in the past. Do you still want to order this now like this? Is this product just like this that you that's ordered before? Great. Or do you it's want something new? Because so over here is something new that's perfect. Mm -hmm. And when you can just say to the, you know, little round box there, <laughs> and I won't do it because it'll set off everybody's. But when you can just say, hey, uh, blah, blah, order me uh, 12 dozen eggs. And and then it just comes in the in the mail, yeah. and it can it can happen the same day, like an hour later. That's just unbelievable. Yeah, if you want to screw with, with someone who has one of those, uh, you, you, when they go to the bathroom or something, uh -huh. wait till they go to the bathroom, and then just say, uh, "I'll you know it's A L E X A." Uh, you say that, and then order something like uh -huh. just like order something shady, you know, like Alexa, order condoms. And then, like, <laughs> four days later, those got a big bag of condoms to their house. <laughs> I don't know. Twelve, uh, that's dozen, 12 dozen eggs would be a, quite a few eggs to show up at somebody's house. Uh, yeah, that's but, only 144. Yeah, that's uh, true. You know. I will say. The, you can always use another egg. It's going to be fun. People <laughs> just all over edible. America just got uh, condoms ordered to their right. house. And, and <laughs> this is part of our way of trans... Like, you know, we're, we're doing a little... Uh, we're transferring you off of the second hour. We're trying to wean you off of the second now, see, hour. see, this won't happen next week. No, because we won't do this in the first hour. Right. This is only a second hour thing where we <laughs> screw with your Alexa and order condoms to your house. Uh, that only happens in the second hour. So luckily for you, <sighs> although, you know, stay safe, kids. Right. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up in a sec. Um, you know, it's it's easy to get caught up in in the news and what's going on every day. And sometimes when we forget the, the principles that our nation was founded upon. They still apply today. Yeah, self reliance being I don't know number one. It used to be mm -hmm. a principle that both uh, sides at least claimed to care about. Now, I don't know that either side cares about it, but hopefully you do. Uh, you need to be able to take care of yourself, your family, without taking uh, stuff from the government. You want to do the best that you can on that front. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Uh, both of us have My Patriot Supply foods, uh, and you can get 102 serving survival food supply right now for just $99. That includes the shipping. 
Yeah, it's a great deal. Look, there's breakfast, there's lunch, there's dinner. It includes their new Southwest savory rice, among a bunch of other really good uh, tasting foods. We really need to do a taste test on this. And, and by the way, we, with the second hour, we usually put spoons in the second hour. We're going to be mm. moving that to the first hour as well. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do it every day, because I will say one of the downsides of doing spoons every day has been um, weight gain. <laughs> We've all gained 832 pounds. <laughs> so maybe we'll do that in the first hour. But this food lasts up to 25 years in storage, and it's less than a dollar per serving. Just call them today and get this checked off your list. 888-411-5290, 888-411-5290, or at preparewiththeblaze.com. That's preparewiththeblaze.com. Great moments in second hour history. One yep. way you could do that is exactly the claim that he made in the trailer. And uh, let's walk you through this claim because uh, it is absolutely incredible the way he lies about this. And look at the pattern. He does the exact same thing he explained at the end of that speech to this guy, this mayor on this island, that he does with the claim from his trailer. Watch. Do we have that or has there been a rain bomb? That He's is falling. No, there you know, the it is. Oh, what a great show oh, this is. Wow. People are really going to miss the second hour. Great moments yeah. like this have really happened over and over and over again. <laughs> and I know people are looking back and saying, well, what will I, wow. where will I see, that. you know, Pat and Stu stumble and, well, as they're calling for clips that don't come? When I get that, you know what? You'll get it in the first hour. Congratulations. <laughs> You'll get it. All right. You're also going to get this uh, in the first hour because we won't have a second hour in which to do this. And this is super important. How to get ketchup out of the bottle. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody's ever had ketchup because it won't come out of the bottle. <laughs> Here's how you do it, uh, presumably. Heinz ketchup. It's slow good. Okay. Shaking it. Newtonian fluids, like water, have a constant viscosity. Non-Newtonian fluids don't. Okay. Mm-hmm. In ketchup's case, that means its viscosity changes. Wind force is applied. Is that motor oil? So shake and pour at a 45 degree angle. Oh. Shaking decreases the viscosity and lets it flow. Do you find that, at, Jeffy, when you have your moments with yourself in the bathroom? So again, like that's, you're not going to get that now if yes. you don't have a second hour. Those yes. sorts right. of lines right. are going to go away. Put it at a 45 degree yeah. angle. And you, you shake just... it. Nice flows, nice and easy. Our, our real plan here is to just just get kicked off the air. Uh, I've got to... another way that you can fix that as well. Uh, they came up with a, a thing called I don't know, a squeeze bottle. Yes. Um, what, what, what did they What did they invent that? Uh, 1985. <laughs> did people have the? I mean, the glass bottles are nice. I, I bought. Yes. The, you know what? The the uh, the up the higher end ketchups do that a lot. Like they're the like crafty ketchup. Are you, a, first of all, you can. Stop right there. I was trying to help right. you. Mr. Big Shot, Mr. The Higher End Ketchup. There. Heinz Ketchup is the ketchup. It's, it's the there is ultimate. No, you can hoity-toit your way through your little, the higher end ketchups in the bottle still. Like, what no. would be a higher end ketchup? Yeah. But like for, this is what, what's happening right here, in case you're wondering, is like Jeffy's saying, I only drink Budweiser. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I like craft beers. Like, that's basically the conversation we're having. Oh. Heinz like, is the ketchup. The, you've got there the name no brand ketchup. Mm -hmm. Heinz Ketchup is fantastic. I love it. Um, I've been uh, lately 
uh, going down this weird road of craft uh, ketchups. Is that a thing? I mean, you are you <laughs> no, are like, working for Trump I've got a now. Great, You're doing this. What no. the hell is wrong wow. with you? Wow, I've got the jalapeno ketchup. You guys like the jalapeno right? ketchup? There's no. a sriracha ketchup. <laughs> no, they have like uh, all sorts. No. Of, and actually, Heinz does have. Heinz actually makes them. Uh, mm. They they have a jalapeno. Yeah, that's nice of them. They make them, but they, they don't want people. The Whataburger to buy them. spicy they don't want ketchup. To buy them. What about the Whataburger spicy ketchup? You know that? No. 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 It's fantastic. No. Okay. It's there unacceptable. Heinz is the for me and Jeffy. Thank Heinz you. is the only acceptable ketchup. Jeffy has the only one. Ever since I've known Jeffy, <laughs> he has said he wants to quit the radio business and go into work. As a Heinz ketchup policeman, Thank you. where he goes <laughs> Thank to various you. restaurants and orders like French fries and pours the Heinz ketchup onto him to confirm whether it's actually Heinz ketchup or they're just using a Heinz ketchup bottle and have put Hunt's ketchup inside the Heinz oh, ketchup you'll bottle. Be, you'll be arrested and thrown in prison. I'll shut this place down. That's not a thing. <laughs> I'll shut this place down. That is not a, a job. Damn, a Did, damn well I, I also don't know that any restaurant has ever done that. Have they actually oh, put yeah. oh, Hunt's yes. into a Heinz oh, ketchup yes. bottle? It's cheaper. Oh, yes. Heinz is more expensive. It might not even be Hunts. It might uh, just be the you know generic fancy. can. Oh, fancy ketchup. ketchup's really nasty. And the big supersized oh, cans that they pour into the Heinz yeah. bottle. It's way no. cheaper. Well, we know this happens with alcohol, right, Jeffy? You'd know this. It's a substance that br- kills brain cells. You'd know it. Uh, but like they'll take like uh, you know Kettle One or you know Grey Goose and they'll pour the cheap vodka into it. It's clear Ooh. freaking liquid. No one knows, right? Wow. Yeah. Until you order it, and it tastes like crap. But I guess if you're at like at an airport mm-hmm. bar where the people are just like coming through and they're going to get on a plane in a minute, you don't care about the return business, you might think that's a good idea. Save a few bucks. I don't know, think it is. Uh, no, myself. it's never a good idea to steal from people. Here's another great moment in second hour history. Because we <laughs> oh, good. care I like about you. It. It's a great, great moment <laughs> in so good. second hour history. <laughs> that actually does not look terrible. Are you going to uh, try it? Will Stu eat yeah, that? Yeah, no, that's not that, that's not my segment. I just wanted to see what it looked like. Okay. Um, but you're, not, you're not actually. Kinda, you're not going to buy it. I kind of want to try it. I mean, I, you know, why not? There's a it's Cadbury egg on there. Jeffy's coming back. Let's get a little bit of that. Of course, there's none on there. I'll just dip it in. Okay. Let's see. So we've got like a little Cadbury egg. So on you the got edge. the Cadbury cream as well as the cheese and the tomato sauce. I mean, tell Sweet me this is not good television. and savory together. Thank you. Is it good? You like it? <laughs> He that likes it. Hey, Mikey. That is not that at all. <laughs> I was going to say, I really like that. <laughs> oh, I'm serious. Man. You put a Cadbury cream egg on a Pizza Hut pizza, it's not bad. Wow. It is not bad. You get the burst of sweet, then you get the savory. That was my only complaint with it. Mm-hmm. My only complaint was I actually would rather have savory than sweet. Like, if I'm going to do an order, I want savory than sweet. That gave you sweet then savory, which is a little weird. You don't normally go that direction. No, you could have pizza, inverted sure. what you were eating, though, and then you would have had it that way. No, well, not really, because you're going to get crust. You let crust taste. Okay. I mean, this is too complicated for okay. now. Bottom line is, uh, what a great show. Uh, wow. I mean, yeah. you know, if you... What an incredible... Incredible, incredible uh, show. More Pat and Stu uh, with Incredible Things coming up. Oh, 
Oh, yes. <laughs> Spoons. Oh, yes. A segment that appears in the second hour. Oh, is that going to go away uh, in the second hour? Well, no. I will say we can't do it every day. I, I yeah. was trying to pitch yesterday, like, what if we do it once a week, but then we can do multiple things per spoons. Mm-hmm. The issue, I Maybe. think, is once I start eating the spoons food, I just eat yes. for the rest of the day. It does, that's it, the problem. It's yeah. been a problem for, as a matter of fact, I problem. think for all of us. Yes, yes. Yeah. someone just posted an old clip like, oh, no, this is one of my second hour, favorite second hour memories. You can tweet them to, at World of Stew if you want. Um, but uh, I would say Jeffy maybe look thinner. Yeah, well, I'm not the only, you know, go ahead. Let's start, let's start. You want to start this fight? Oh, no. We'll start it. I, I didn't want to start it. Because even with the pizza and the egg clip there, homie. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, God, homie. I look like I was like 60 pounds lighter. <laughs> Which, by the way, I wasn't. I was, I was 70 pounds lighter. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we need to stop this. Yes. Yeah. It's, yes, yes. it's a stupid second hour's fault. Yeah. And, and if we stop exactly. doing the stupid second hour... Then we'd be able to. Thank you. I'd be basically Brad Pitt in case, his prime. Case in point, oh. what we've been given here are chocolate chip cookies that were skillet baked. Look at this. And a, this at, was baked in bacon grease. <laughs> so you know they're super, super healthy. No, I got Yours was not. My, mine's much more healthy. There's no bacon grease that's coated. Oh, Pat's eating it already. I guess we should start. Mm-hmm. Again, you're going to miss these moments, aren't you? There you go. I don't really get the bacon grease, but it's a really good well, bacon chocolate grease, chip cookie. If you're cooking with the yeah. uh, oh, iron, yeah. iron skillet, you need something to to uh, grease the pan up before you cook yeah, it. Yeah, you don't want it to stick to the pan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These are very good. Have you ever had skillet cookies before? I don't think no. I have. Super moist, really, really chocolatey. Mm. I'm going to try that one it's now. Sounds like a chocolate chip pie. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. More than a cookie. Mm-hmm. Wow. And eat, whether it's a pie yeah. or a cookie, I'll tell you one thing. Sure, use a glass of milk with us. Shut up. Oh man, if losing the second hour puts an end to that, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I give up my entire career to never. I don't ever want to hear him say the milk thing again. I give up the milk. Tired. Seriously, right now. I'm just going to throw this out there to you right now. If Mm -hmm. we took your home, your family, Mm -hmm. your health, yeah. And your ability to speak, mm-hmm. hear, touch, taste, and feel. Yeah. But you never had to hear Jeffy say milk again. I'll take it. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. These are freaking tremendous. These uh, are delicious. Mm-hmm. Wow. Can you put these together for us? And uh, mm-hmm. in the control room. I don't know if you think she baked them in the control room, did she? I don't think so. I don't really care. We got a hot plate in there now. You could have just thrown them on our car in the Texas heat, and I'd still like them. But they're really freaking good. She very well could have done that. The skillet cookies are so moist and yeah, delicious. I think, the thing I would I would describe about the the skillet preparation that is uh, most intriguing is mm-hmm. the moistness of them. Yeah, like, you got the middle is it's almost just dough. Mm-hmm. It's so moist. Like that it's comes just, from the bacon grease. Thank you. <laughs> that, no, oh, did you? Are, you? are you eating the wrong one? <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Huh? Yeah, it'll be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's strange, but hilarious. What a funny mm. trick that would be on Mr. Vegetarian over there. That'd be great. I um, mean, all right. There's a real possibility I just eat both of these. While we chew this right and swallow, here's another great moment in second hour history. Better than this one? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Great moments in second hour history. <laughs> So will Jeffy eat it, is the question. That's coming up in a second. We know he peeps. He's showing that one off. Yeah. But will he eat the next thing? 
That may be the smartest thing he ever said. That's a pretty darn good segment right there. How many did you eat? Jeffy, do you remember? Oh, of the peeps? Oh, God, that was a Wasn't it 70? It was in the 70s. Anyone remember? 70s or 80s. 70 or 72? Yeah. Yeah. Too many. Yeah. Too many. Oh, that was that was actually bad. There were a lot of I will say a lot of people uh, messaged us on social media after that and said like, "You guys have to acknowledge your role that you may have killed this person." <laughs> like, like he, if he dies, this is like legitimately on you. And I oh, said, man, I "Thank you for the credit." <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's so hard. We work so hard here, and to get rewarded like that and get the recognition we deserve. Mm-hmm. So ha! Huh, I didn't die. That would be one of those things. Like we would get convicted of murder, and we'd actually do a press conference afterwards, and we'd just be like, "Thank you." I just want to thank all the people who were behind us in this effort. But, Your um, Honor, it was Jeffy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, go ahead, get out of here. Well, I, I mean, that, even you know that not a jury in the world would convict us of killing you. You know that. You know that. You know that. So, I mean, they would cheer us on. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. They'd give us a medal, but they would not convict us. So, mm-hmm. uh, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Did you see this story about the baker who refused to make the cake for the nine-year-old kid? How dare Who you. was a uh, Donald Trump fan? Really? Yeah, nobody's That's okay though. Yeah. Nobody's pissed off about that. That one's okay. They're not under threat of arrest. They're not being sued by anybody. But they denied this poor kid his Trump cake because they amazing. didn't want to. First of all, he's just a celebrity, right? I mean, yeah, he's the president now, but he's. I mean, right? They probably, you know, and that's not a religious uh, thing either. No. So you don't. I mean, do you have? Apparently, you have the right to deny people on political grounds, but not religious. Can I dream for just a moment? Yeah. Wouldn't it be freaking wonderful to see a column in the New York Times criticizing this baker from someone on the left? Yeah, it would. Uh, just to see yeah, like any intellectual consistency. It saying, sure you know what? It's ridiculous. You shouldn't do this. You mm-hmm. should. You should make the cake. You should. That should be absolutely part of it. We can't deny that if we're on the left. No, they won't do that. Never. They never will. You will not see that. I'm gonna eat more cookies. Me too. I already am. In fact. Like what? Hi. Um, you know, you're gonna miss mm-hmm. this from us. In the future, mm-hmm. there won't be a second hour for us to just say, "Hey, here's what Glenn said last night." Um, and he talked to Dr. Everett Piper. Uh, you t- he was on radio as well yesterday. A really interesting guy and uh, telling the truth about our education system. I talked to Pied Piper uh, the other <laughs> okay. day. It was kind of... Everett Piper is um, the president uh, of um, uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan University and a guy that wrote a letter um, or a, an op-ed. Did you just write it in your local paper or to the yeah. campus? And it was called uh, Not a Daycare. Tell me about it. Well, actually, again, I need to thank you for making it public. I write routinely for the local newspaper, and I had a student two years ago who was offended by one of our required chapels at Oklahoma Wesleyan University. We still have chapel on Wednesday and Friday, and this particular week, the sermon was on 1 Corinthians 13. And for those who don't know, that's the quintessential love chapter of the Bible. Love is patient, love is kind. Many of you have heard it read at your wedding or a thousand others. I had a kid come forward afterward and said, you offended me. You singled me out and you singled my peers out. You shouldn't have done that. Because 
of 1 Corinthians 13. In other words, he felt guilty for not showing love because the sermon called upon him to be loving. I suggested that if he wanted to attend a university where he was coddled in his selfishness and sin rather than confronted for and encouraged to build better character, that he might want to attend another institution. And I concluded by... No? Well, not that year. He not that year. too well okay. different year. But my point was this. It's a university. It's not a daycare. I'm not here to coddle you. I'm here to confront you. Um, Glenn, you know, the, the, the debate is over safe spaces in the college today that we're supposed to be safe. And I would suggest that's antithetical to good education. Uh, C.S. Lewis tells us of the great lion Aslan that he is not safe, but he's good. He tells us that in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And could I paraphrase that and suggest that the great lion of the liberal arts, the great lion of the academy, the university, the college, the ivory tower, is not supposed to be safe. It's supposed to be good, and there's a huge difference between goodness and safe. I, I can't figure out how the people who have screamed that they have to have tenure to be able to say frightening things, that's, that's the reason. You have to be able to challenge everything. So I have to have tenure because I can't have somebody firing me if I'm going to have uh, a, a controversial point of view. How do they not see that? How do they not see that they have become the church of, you know, the dark ages? How, how are they missing the fact that the only place in society that should be absolutely, totally unsafe mentally should be an institution of higher learning. That's so, where you should be thrown up against the wall every single day. Some of them are recognizing it, and those that don't, I would argue, are falling prey to what M. Scott Peck called the diabolical human mind, that when we lie to ourselves enough, sooner or later we believe our own lies. And that is the disease of the academy. It's the pathology of the intellect. The smarter you are, the more prone you are to your own deception. And the only correction to that, the only correction to that, I would argue, are the time-tested truths that are revealed by God rather than constructed by you or me. When you go to school, I really don't care what your opinion is. I'm not going to pat you on the back when you graduate and hand you a diploma in opinions. I actually hope you learn something about nursing or engineering. And if you're going to design an airplane on the basis of your opinion, please tell me which one it is. <laughs> please. It won't fly. You and I both know it. Again, back to my previous point. Opinions always lead to bondage and slavery. Jesus said you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Not your opinion. Pol Pot and Mao and Robespierre all had opinions, and it didn't end well for millions of people. But we don't see anyone. We've been talking about this here in, in, internally at The Blaze. I'm tired of hearing people's opinions. I'm tired of my opinion. I, I'm looking for someone who has a fact based in truth. That you cannot find that today. And I'm not sure our, our argument has been, does anybody want that? Is anybody actually hungry for that? Some, I'll get back to you. I said a lot of academics, the elites, the smarter than thou's, are self-deceived. But there are some that recognize that they've created a monster and it's turning around to bite them. And they're frightened by it. They've created this postmodern monster 
this angry red face of a 19 and 21 year old protesting on the campus green at Berkeley and they're frightened by it and they recognize that it's anything but classical liberalism. This is ideological fascism, it is not intellectual freedom. These fascists are crying, you must submit, you must be one of us, you must comply and if you don't agree we will expel you, you're verboten. That's not classically liberal, that's classically fascist. They're part of the bond, the so commonality. So how come they don't see it in the university, generally speaking, Google mm -hmm. doesn't see it. Um, and is there enough time? We're going down this road faster and faster and faster every day. And the world's seen this movie before. It doesn't end well. How, how, how can we turn that corner, especially when we're talking about institutions like Google that are designing AI? They're redesigning all of the rules of the world. There's certain laws of nature and nature's God and they just work. Gravity works. And when you saw off the branch upon which you sit, you're going to come tumbling down and it's going to hurt. That's what we're doing as a culture right now. These self-refuting claims, this duplicity at every turn. I can't tolerate your intolerance and I hate you hateful people. I'm sure that nothing is sure and I'm absolutely confident there are no absolutes. It's nonsense. It's self-refuting at every turn. They're sawing off the branch. It will fall and we need to be there to help them up when that happens. So what is the, what is the book and what are you doing on your campus to restore that? I know people who run... Um, large universities, and they will tell me privately, Glenn, I'm having the hardest time to find anybody who actually lives these principles, who believes these principles, and lives them, and then will teach truth, not the progressive nonsense that is happening. They can't find them. To answer your question, the book is Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth. That's the title of the book. It's being released today. And the answer is, you return to teaching truth with a capital T. You don't celebrate opinions. You actually hire faculty that know two plus two is four. And if they don't teach that, you fire them and go get someone else who will teach it that way. It's not just mathematics. It's morality. Who's doing that? I can tell you one university. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know one. Um, I, I, I thought it, was, it would be appropriate with this conversation today, and especially today, Anybody tell me the story of this? To anybody? Uh, I think I can remember. Come on, my staff doesn't know this story. This, this is so That was George Washington. It, it, it originally morphed into the Purple Heart, but it was originally what George Washington, if he saw you doing a, a deed, a good deed of merit, then that's what he would give it for. This is the oldest awarded medal or honor in United States military. It was lost. There's only three of them that we know for sure were given. Um, and it is what uh, FDR turned into the uh, Purple Heart. It was not for dying. It was not for getting wounded. It was doing something he knew that in the end, the only way that we were going to win is if we had God on our side. If you're going to go up against the greatest army and navy where the sun never sets, how are you as a bunch of farmers going to do it? God has to be there. So he said, anyone who brings a favor upon our cause in the military by doing an act of merit, an act of service, an act of love, an act of goodness, you're going to go into his book of merit. Um, we know three names that were put into it. The book was lost. 
never been found. There's only been three of these. This is exactly how it looked. Um, there were only three of them that have been found in existence. This is one of the actual uh, badges of merit, the certificate that went with it. Um, they're extraordinarily rare, but you can see it's signed by George Washington here, His Excellency George Washington. Uh, certificate, uh, this is his uh, discharge um, there, and here it talks about someplace here, yeah, right here, he has been honored with the badge of merit. This became, this is how far off the map we are. This became the Purple Heart. And that is for being wounded or dying um, in service. These are, some of this is a silver star, uh, it's a bronze star. And there's one other, do you have the other one? Um, do you have the other box? Is, is it on the floor over there? Do you know, Lee? There was one other that I have never seen one in person, and somebody um, gave it to me, uh, a Congressional Medal of Honor. This is the highest award that we can give. This is the right one we should be striving for. This is the one that, to me, all of us should be striving for, because this is the only way we survive. It's telling the truth, standing up, being the Dietrich Bonhoeffer of your generation, standing up like the guy did at Google, all by himself. You asked when we went into break, what's his name? We don't know. He's afraid to attach his name to it, and for good reason. I wonder, while you're here, I wanted to give you one. I think you're, what you're doing in the university, um, Everett, is truly amazing, and I'm a big supporter of yours. Really great. Now we just need to find a way for you to teach uh, logic and uh, teach critical thinking, because nobody's, nobody's teaching that in mainstream anymore. 